Hi, everyone, and welcome back, and thanks for joining us here at CBE Denver's podcast, Mutuality Minded. We at CBE Denver seek to advance the gospel by equipping Christians to use their God-given talents in leadership and service, regardless of race, class, ethnicity, and gender. We aspire to encourage one another to develop leadership skills and spiritual gifts for the purpose of building up the body of Christ through the Word of God. During this episode, we will be discussing what is the biblical basis for mutuality with not only in marriage, but additionally within ministry. Before we get started, I wanted to briefly introduce our guests on the podcast today, Matt and Janet George. Hi, you guys. Great Welcome to, be here. to Mutually Minded. <laughs> um, knowing Matt and, Jan- Matt and Janet from my home church, uh, I've seen them both willingly give their resources and talents and share biblical truths so that others can understand and embrace God's love and his design of gender equality and mutuality. They are super involved in ministries, individually and collectively, as mutual marriage partners. Um, Matt teaches and leads worship in local homes for the elderly, and Janet teaches the bi- in Bible studies and book studies and shares the Word of God with clarity. Um, both Janet and Matt are amazing ser- uh, servant-hearted people and together beautifully model mutuality in marriage and in ministry. So it's just been an honor and privilege just to get to know them more, and I'm just so excited they're on this podcast. But when I first heard about CBE, one of the books that I read was written by Janet, and it's called Still Side by Side. Uh, Janet uh, is such an inspirational way of explaining biblical equality, and she makes some of the more difficult or controversial passages um, pertaining to women easy to understand. Uh, She's super concise and biblically astute when she speaks and writes about this topic. So if you haven't had a chance to to check out the book, you should, because it's amazing. Um, And I recommend you check out uh, our website for resources for that as well. Um, But I wanted to ask you, Janet, what uh, inspired you to write this book? Well, I've been interested in biblical mutuality for a long time, and we're going to tell our story in a little bit. But as a lay person, I just read everything I could on the topic and then started taking notes and ended up uh, doing some teaching at conferences, uh, just local, my church yeah. conference, and and um, then did a little with CBE conference. And at one point, Matt said, Janet, I wish you would just write this all down because I can't explain it to everybody and no one but you are going to read all these books. Mm. So I, <laughs> I decided to just do a, a brief, uh, concise explanation of what I'd learned about biblical equality. And then I was aware, aware being a lay person, I was afraid of saying something wrong. So mm. I sent it off to Mimi Haddad, who's president of CBE International. And she um, had Alvera Mickelson, who's passed now, but um, read it. And she calls me back the next day and says, oh, we need to publish this. And I'm like, no, no, I (laughs) I was just going to take it down to Kinko's and run off 100 copies (laughs) kind of thing. And um, so we approached several publishers, ends up CBE themselves published it. And now um, it's in almost 30 languages, which is uh, just because CB has such a wide stretch, but also because it's so short, it's 35 pages, so it's easy to translate. 
Yeah, super quick read, but very, very valuable if you're wanting to understand more about being mutuality-minded, for sure. Um, and then, additionally, I know I worked with you on this, too, of yeah. biblically side-by-side social media and the videos, which was great. Do you want to share a little bit more about that, too? Sure. This also was Matt's idea. Do you want to tell yeah. the inspiration? <laughs> I have the ideas and you do all the work. <laughs> so much. that's pretty much that's how that works. Uh, actually, after uh, Janet had written the book, I had the, uh, really we had a, an interesting snow day uh, from church one time. It was so bad. I don't know if you guys remember that several years ago. I mean, it like never yeah. happens. And God just had really put it on my heart that this book that is so amazing uh, I would needs to be a video needs to come alive where you can actually see people. And so we did that project together and Janet wrote all the questions out, wrote everything out. And then we happened to go to a conference, uh, the CBE conference that was in LA. And we met with various international scholars uh, that are brilliant on this topic. And we interviewed them and you want to take it from there? Right. So we set up a green screen and a suite in the hotel and interviewed for three days uh, scholars and teachers from all over the world. How incredible. And then we did the same thing here in Denver, um, taking advantage of Denver Seminary Mm -hmm. uh, professors and local pastors. And so it is a video series, seven sessions, and it's available for free on biblicallysidebyside.com. And it's great to go to that website because not only are the seven sessions free, but then also there are study guides for discussion guides, um, transcript of the entire uh, video series, bios of the speakers, etc. Yeah, wow. Such an incredible resource. And free. I don't know if anyone free. heard that. Free. 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 <laughs> it's a big deal. Well, um, thanks for sharing, you guys. Um, I'm going to just dive right in and ask some of these questions. So what does biblically biblical mutuality look like in marriage to you guys? Um, I would summarize it in one word, but I could sing it, too. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. It's... <laughs> Whatever those, whatever those letters are. <laughs> I did a close. At least I had kind of that. No, I didn't do anything. R E C R E S E. Anyway, respect. Yeah. Right. It's respect. And uh, so, I mean, that was to me. It really does come at, at, down to that word where you mutually th- esteem the other person more than yourself. Hmm. You look at the other person in a different light when you can respect them and say, you know, I honor you. I value you. Um, I'm, I'm a value expert in the real estate world. Mm. And, and I, so I love the word value. And so when I hear that word, it makes me think in a relationship when your spouse, you value that person of great worth. And it helps us so much because then when we see them in that light as someone who the Lord has made and is, that you can partner with, it just makes everything fall into place. Yeah. And that's to me what it's all about. Oh, I love that. Respect. That's absolutely the first word that came to mind, mind too, respect. What does that look like? It looks different for every Mm. couple. It looks different. There's not one image or vision of, oh, this is what a couple looks like that's, you know, really into, you know, practicing mutuality. For instance, uh, for a long time, I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And um, you might think, oh, man, this you know, couple that's real into biblical equality. She, she was a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, I thought, 
I thought it looked like, you know, men and women each pursuing their goals and their careers, and it looks like that. It doesn't look like anything in particular. It worked out great for us. Mm, um, yeah. Now, now we yeah. even work together, which is amazing. So we sure. practice this um, in the in the home, but also you know working together um, in real estate appraising. So yeah, wow. Well, and I, I think that's a good reminder too of there is not one mold for mutuality marriage, exactly. and it, it differs because we're different people and we have different skill sets and different things. It's more of like a mindset of what is respect to take your word and what is um, the motivation behind the actions you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. So what has been some of the most challenging aspects of explaining biblical mutuality and marriage to other people? Mm. I would say misunderstanding of scripture. Mm. And that's where our story comes in. In, um, in college in the 70s, uh, we were dating, and I was on summer staff at a church for, in youth ministry, and I was asked to teach a um, seminar, uh, a workshop, at a weekend retreat. And my boyfriend said, um, I don't think you should do that. Why? Well, because there'll be men in the group, and the Bible says women shouldn't teach men. I know, but I was asked to do it. Well, that's what the Bible says. Well, you're right. And so I withdrew. Mm. And I went to the workshop that I was supposed to teach. And the teacher was a great guy, but not a good speaker. And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't know what's right, but this just can't be it. Mm. Well, ends up we got married. <laughs> because that was me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oops. Yep. Well, because uh. this is exactly the deal. I never felt disrespected. We just honestly both wanted to be obedient to Scripture as we understood it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were in this together. And uh, so we got married and fortunately ended up in Salina, Kansas at an Evangelical Covenant Church oh. pastored by Steve Tolson. Oh, how ironic. Who just <laughs> retired from yeah. here in, in Denver a few years ago. So he's been our pastor almost our whole um, adult life. And he, he explained, oh, Janet, no, the e- ECC has been ordaining women for years. And he just kind of briefly walked me through some of the passages and the context. And he says, no, there's no reason that, that you can't teach, Janet. And, and, it, and he encouraged me to do that. Well, we moved here, and I was invited to my first ever Christians for Biblical Equality meeting mm-hmm. almost 30 years ago. Wow. Uh, Denver chapter is one of the oldest in the country because Mimi Haddad is from here. And I'll never forget it. Doug Groteis, who is a, a professor at Denver Seminary, was teaching on egalitarianism and evangelism and how it hurts the spread of the gospel when people think that Christianity is a male-dominated religion. And uh, I came home, and I said, Matt, I've been to the Disney World of meetings. (laughs) I was just hooked. I just didn't know all this information was out there. And so I've been involved in the local chapter, NCB International, on the board, et cetera, since then. And it's just such a great source for exactly what we're talking about, understanding and accurately uh, interpreting scripture, particularly on um, the verses regarding uh, mutuality. Yeah, Matt, you want to chime in on your, your story? Well, I, I think one of the challenges that 
a lot of men have is that they feel that if you are coming alongside in this mutual aspect that you're um, caving, that you're, you're, you're giving in, um, and, or your manhood is threatened. Mm. And it couldn't be further uh, apart from the truth because what, what, what I learned, and I even had a friend that says, oh, the only reason you're looking into this mutuality is so that you can have better sex with Janet. Oh, wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, no, no. I mean, it, it really is a, uh, absurd. And I, I really was just trying to make the point of, of listen, and even become, before I even became a member of CDE, it was important for me to, to really do that on my own, to search the scripture of my own, to look at the full context of passages. So our manhood is not threatened. It's more important to say, listen, I'm passionate about mutuality because I'm passionate about the truth. And I want the gospel of Jesus to get out there. And that means that we're taking both of us, mm. getting coming alongside each other, to proclaim Jesus. So, um, and that actually was from a thought that Dr. Philip Payne had said in, in, in the video, but it's just so true of just, those challenges can be something that as we study scripture, we can work through that. Yeah, wow. That is, that is mm -hmm. so incredible. Yeah, I, I remember when I joined CBE and um, one time I, I said, Matt, should, should we make it a family membership? And he said, nope, not ready yet. And he just, on his own, had to work through Scripture. And boy, once he understood it, I, I, I'd say Matt is more passionate about this topic than I am. It, you, he takes every opportunity. Yeah, baby. And he's all in. All what, in. what do you say to that, Matt? Well, I, I really am all in. It's a matter of we need as many of us to pool together. And God designed us that way. I mean, when I learned that, that this is the way God made us, equal mutually to go forward and proclaim Jesus, man, let's do that. From the onset of Adam and Eve to us as new creatures in Christ, we're mutually to do this for the kingdom. There's no reason that God wants to hold one gender back for something else, for some kind of hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Wow. No, no. He wants us to all as one proclaim Jesus. Yeah. Wow. What an incredible start to you guys' story. How cool. <laughs> and what a, oh man, I'm just in awe over here. Well, um, and, and that's one reason, you know, for people that aren't um, agreeing with what we're saying about biblical mutuality, fine, brother and sister, you're still a brother and sister, and we were there. Hmm. We, un we totally understand. But just give it a chance. Try to look at the context. Try to look at what scholars are saying about those few handful of verses mm. you're clinging on to. Mm. Yeah. So good nuggets of wisdom. Um, so what, I mean, we've talked a little bit about biblical, oh my gosh, biblical mutuality, slurring my words here, um, within marriage. What do you think, what does that look like with a ministry of living that out within ministry too? Well, I would say that ministry should be based on giftedness not gender, mm. period. Well, yeah. Amen to that. And what does that look like for you guys? Well, it, it says that women should be able to um, exercise their gifts, talents, abilities, and passions in whatever way is best in the body of Christ. 
without any consideration of, oh, I don't know. You know, there's all these different kinds of ceilings. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with a woman being up front, but not behind the pulpit. I, I've seen <laughs> female pastors. You can stand there, but not there. Right. Okay. Okay. Then I'm, I'm okay with a pastor, but not a senior pastor. Now I don't know where in scripture you get that one. Um, I'm okay with a pastor, but not an elder. Uh, well, that's not the case in this church. And in this church, we have um, equal number of men and women on our council of elders. And even the elder chair has been a woman hmm. in numerous times. Yeah. You know, when I'm thinking of, of a woman, if you're gifted as a teacher and you don't teach because there's a man present, I'm thinking of what Dr. Ann Griffith said, huge loss, huge loss. Mm. And that means all of us men are missing out. What? What? No. The Lord wants us to all grow in him. And if you've got something and God gave you that gift, use it. Mm. If you're a woman, use it for yeah. the sake of the kingdom, yeah. for the sake of the cross, do it for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that parable of the bags of gold or, you know, the talents, um, when, when the last one, so, you know, I was afraid and I buried, you know, my talents, which really is money, my bag of gold. Mm -hmm. Um, the master said, you wicked servant. It wasn't just like, oh, I understand you had a different opinion than me. I understand you were looking out, maybe playing it safe. No, you wicked servant. This, when we're um, limiting women's ability to minister and use their gifts for the kingdom of God, it's not just a matter of, oh, well, it's a, that's your opinion and we'll play it safe. No. We are not following God's will for the body of Christ to get the, the good news out there. Yeah. Right. And I would say to the men that are withholding women or holding them back, I, that's, I just think, seriously think they're making a huge mistake. And it's a huge loss for the kingdom of God. So women might be just being held back or being oppressed. And I'm sorry about that deeply. But especially if the men are making that happen, you guys are going to have to be held accountable to that. Think that through. Pray about that. I'm not trying to throw judgment on you. I'm just saying pray about that and search the scriptures. Mm. That's one of the things I, I, I love about hearing you guys' passion and conviction and story is um, you, this process for you guys uh, was affirmed with scripture. Mm -hmm. right. and, and going and doing the research and and coming to places and talking with people that knew about things more than you did at the time. Um, and that's such a great model for how to approach uh, biblical mutuality within marriage, within um, the church, within even outside the church, just in general, um, of going to scripture. And if you don't understand something, asking questions about it mm -hmm. and, and admitting, hey, you know, I don't know this right. exactly that well. So what does that look like? So I just, I love mm -hmm. that you guys are, you brought that up in your story of, hey, mm -hmm. I didn't know this. And so we went and figured it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's right. such an encouragement, I think, to, to me, but I'm sure to other people listening on too. Yeah. Right. It really wasn't a societal pressure, um, uh, what you would call a feminist movement. It, you know, we have a female vice president now, and 
and we're not saying, well, so we need to do something about that in the church. It, no, it's not like that. Um, I think the society is an example that women are capable of doing things, mm -hmm. but that's not the basis for any of our decisions um, as far as mutuality in the church or home. Yeah. So speaking of scripture, I mean, you wrote a book on it and you did videos on it, both you guys, <laughs> of what scripture has infirm, informed your understanding of biblical mutuality? Well, it, it's, it's all about scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it, because from the beginning, we wanted to have our marriage function this way. I wanted to be able to teach, mm -hmm. um, but we weren't going to move forward unless we had the affirmation of God's word. And when we found out those little nuggets, it's like, I'll never forget the word helper suitable. You know, God made a helper suitable for man. Well, that, you know, what that sounds like, oh, man's little helper, come on, little helpmate, you know. Um, it, but that word help is translated just two ways in scripture. One is describing God. Mm -hmm. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, mm -hmm. the maker of heaven and earth. That's the same word. That's help. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's translated as a military ally, someone that comes alongside another military to give aid. Well, that's certainly not a, a, a position of subordinates and uh, then suitable. It's, it's, that's a side-by-side, -side like made for each other, a helper, someone to come alongside that fits perfectly, that is made to work together and help each other. Mm. What a beautiful picture that has been just corrupted. It's little things like that that I found out. It's like, wow, that's fascinating. Mm. No, we, uh, we talked about that in our Old Testament podcast too. So that's a good word to bring up to you again. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts too, Matt? I just think, like Janet said, scripture is so critical. Uh, just at what we're doing it's we're based it's all based on scripture and the context which i think is paramount and i'm only throwing that in because a lot of times people will say well they'll take one verse and they'll take it completely out of the context and if you take for example like in corinthians where it says that you know women are to keep silent but in that same book he's talking about women prophesying mm -hmm. so you've got to look at the overall context uh, i I'll be brief, but if you think of a passage, and, and oh, this is interesting, you know the passage in Philippians that says, I can do all things through Christ, Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. What a great passage. Well, what are those all things that he's talking about? I've seen this when I go on appraisals. This, that poster will be on all the superhero athlete rooms and everything like that. But what is it really saying? Paul, when he says all things, he says, I can learn to be, I can do all of this. Of I can be content. Hmm. I can do all contentment, all content, being content. That's what it's all about. I've learned to be content through Jesus Christ. So the context is paramount. It's not that he doesn't give us strength, but that whole passage is dealing with being content. And I think it all ties into even with just don't take one passage and make that your whole mm, philosophy. Absolutely. And that passage you're talking about, uh, Acts 2, um, I'm just going to read this from your book <laughs> because I think it's so good for people to hear. But um, one of the things that quoting uh, still side by side, make sure I say not biblically there. Um, 
Whenever gifts are mentioned in the New Testament, there is no hint of gender differences, even gifts considered to entail authority. Um, and, and then, Janet, you talk about Acts 2 of your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I, um, that's such an encouragement for us to read of what a beautiful representation of men and women coming together through the Holy Spirit and being encouraged to inspire and, and talk about the word of God. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to ask you guys, because we touched a little bit about um, mutuality and marriage earlier, but what does that look like now? Now that you've gone through this process of discerning and reading scripture, what does that look like living out that in the daily moving forward? In our marriage? Yeah. Or is it just as a model for anyone listening of what does that look like? Um, Well, it, it is just a matter of respect. It's amazing that we can work together, we do ministry together, and and COVID, <laughs> pretty much twenty four seven, all the time and we around still each other. Like each other. Yeah, we're deeply in love. I, I've been so fortunate to just share the house with you all these months. Um, and I, I, we do like to to share with others um, an example of a marriage that really works and that neither of us feel um, oppressed by it. And so we do try to hang out with some couples. And um, it's important if someone's wrestling with this to, to think, what's holding you back? Mm. And uh, besides scripture, which we've talked about over and over, yeah. and that might be holding you back. But another thing that might be holding you back is it's just not what you're used to. Oh, it's not how I was raised. It's not how my church does things. It's not um, how we've we've always done things in our marriage, and 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 that it was good enough for my parents, and you know it's been it's worked fine, you know. And I would just encourage them to to hang out and talk with couples mm-hmm. that are practicing uh, mutuality in their marriage, and mm-hmm. just talk to them. Say, how does that work? Like I've had. You know how many people say, you know, this would never work because a decision would never be made. Hmm. There's got to be one person that makes the final decision. It would be chaos if the man did not have the final say Hmm. or the trump card. Some people, it's like, okay, that's it. I'm laying down my trump card. Here's the decision. I've heard people say it would just be chaos. Well, quite the opposite it's not chaos in in our home and there's lots of things we could tell couples um decisions first of all each person has a say um we pray about it Hmm. if we can't come to a decision well then perhaps you need to keep praying about it um until one's made then there's other things like if one person has more um expertise in the area then that person has more say um, if it's something medical, I usually would have, I'm, I was a dietitian, a little medical background, um, I would tend to have more weight if it was something in the real estate market, Matt's been an appraiser for over 40 years, um, he, he would have more weight. Um, 
then we also, the person who has the most at stake in the decision should have more weight. Like, when I was a stay-at-home mom, and Matt would ground some of our kids. It's like, oh, great, bye, you're going off, and they're grounded home with me. <laughs> so so we, we had to kind of take that into consideration. It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a joke. But yeah. um, there's lots of ways to come to a conclusion, and, and that's why I encourage people to just talk to Talk to people that are um, practicing this in their marriage. Um, And in ministry, it might just be that you're not used to seeing a woman up in the pulpit. I kind of liken this to to medicine. You don't hear a lot anymore, oh, I have a woman doctor. Mm. Because more often than not, yes, you do. (laughs) Um, That used to be such a strange thing. And and now it's really not so much. I, I think it might be, hopefully, the same thing with, with female pastors um, in the in preaching, particularly, in the pulpit. It's like, oh, it just doesn't sound right hearing that female voice. It just doesn't look right. Well, I would encourage you just expose yourself to that. Mm-hmm. Listen to more female teachers and, and leaders and say, you know what? That does seem right. I think I'm okay with that. You know, once you get over, the scripture is one part, but then the next part is just feeling comfortable with that. And I said, that just comes with time. Yeah. Well, that, I'm, what I'm hearing in that too is it's important to communicate and really engage with people in conversations that either model it and have been modeling it for a long time or think differently than you. And that's how you continue to learn in this lifelong journey of what does it mean to be living out biblical mutuality uh, as we live out our days. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I would simply add just that. Let love be your guide. Uh, it's just, for, uh, to the men that are listening, I would say you're not sacrificing your manhood by deciding to be biblically mutual. Mm. And, and as a matter of fact, I'd say it's just the opposite. You're embracing your manhood. I just think it's so essential that we just realize that God designed us to be mutually including and encouraging each other in marriage and in ministry. Mm. And uh, it, your life will be a zillion times better. I guarantee it when you finally grab a hold of what Scripture is teaching us about being mutually uplifting each other. Yeah, wow, that's good. I, re- I remember a quote from the, the video. Uh, the, we'd asked, it was a man um, actually, the husband of a pastor, and um, something about you know, is your manhood threatened? You know, not being you know the man of the house, and well, you still are a man in the house, but you, you know what I mean. And he said, oh, on the contrary, he says, you know, men they feel like they want to protect their wives, and that's a good thing, and um, but it's not protecting them against the bad guys or the snow on the roof. The highest calling is protecting their gifts, Mm. protecting their vision, their place in the body of Christ. There's nothing more manly than that, he said. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Got a little chills hearing that. Um, And with that, too, I wanted to ask you guys, what are just some ways, I mean, you are encouraged by this. I'm encouraged by hearing that, too, of what are ways you can encourage Christians to embody this mutuality? 
I mean, we talked about scripture. Mm-hmm. We talked about communication. Right. Well, um, the the CBE website, yeah, cbeinternational.org is um, CBE International, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is it Denver CBE? CBEDenver.com. CBEDenver.com. Um, you could start there. All kinds of references. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, meetings. And just the more you learn about it, you'll just get excited about it. It's just the best thing for the kingdom of God. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Is there any other, like, resources or books that you can think of? Uh, do you want to share? If not, that's okay, too. We can link them later. Uh, yeah, there's. I wouldn't know where to start. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> You've read them all. <laughs> sounds good. Um, well, I just want to thank you guys both for hopping on today and just sharing so much of your story of what it's like doing mutuality-mindedness just in everyday life and that process for you guys of wrestling with the text and and writing book as a result from all of this gleaning and videos as a result from gleaning from this knowledge of the word. Um, so thank you both. Yeah. And thank you for your work with CPE Denver. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank you. You know, it's, I love it. <laughs> and a shout out to Sue Bailey too. Yeah. At one point I was a coordinator of the Denver chapter and it didn't look anything like this. <laughs> Sue, you're amazing. Oh yeah. yeah, she is awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening today at CBE Denver's Mutuality Minded. If you want more information about CBE Denver or would like to engage in further dialogue about these topics um, that we discuss here or check out our website at cbedenver.com or visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for more info. Uh, Wherever you may be, drive into work, hitting the gym, cooking at home, all of the above. Um, Thanks for joining us here today and remember to stay mutuality minded. Until next time.